Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. This is People Every Day. Coming up, everything to know about Benifer. J-Lo and Ben Affleck reconnect. Plus, comedian John Mulaney's surprising split inside the gray divorce trend, and Terry Crews and wife Rebecca King Crews get candid about saving their marriage. It's May 11th. Hi guys, this is People Every Day, and I'm your host, Janine Rubenstein. It is Tuesday, and I'm going to put on my Delilah hat today and talk about love, the highs and lows, and all the in-betweens, because there is a lot of news out there in the world of celebrity relationships. Uh, Later in the show, I talk to actor and America's Got Talent star, Terry Crews, and his wife, Rebecca King Crews, who are opening up even more about going to the brink of divorce in their marriage and their Amazon Audible book that they voiced together called stronger together. Uh, They go deep, y'all, so you don't want to miss that. Speaking of interesting Hollywood breakups, Tom Cruise has apparently broken up with his Golden Globe Awards. There are reports that he recently returned all three trophies in a show of support for those taking the Hollywood Foreign Press Association to task for their lack of diversity and many other issues related to the organization's practices and the awards. NBC has broken up with the show, too. It was announced that the network won't be airing the Golden Globes in 2022. Major news. Uh, But let's talk real relationships in today's top stories. And joining me now is head of people.com and people every day certified relationship expert, (laughs) Zoe Ruderman. Hi, you. I'm going to put that on my business card. I like that new title. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, I need to get into... Much ado about Benifer. I can't believe this. I mean, I believe it, but I don't believe it. I'm still in a state of shock, as is A-Rod, I hear. But anyways. Don't you feel like you woke up in 2004 and you're like, what is happening? And it feels so right. I'm into it. I'm I'm here for it. (laughs) I am so into it. So take us into the newest news. Uh, We saw yesterday that they took a trip together to Montana. Well, that escalated quickly. Can you can you take us into what is going on, what we know about this getaway of the exes? Yes. So they went to Big Sky, Montana, which is a very fancy destination. Lots of celebrities have homes here. Ben Affleck has a home here. He has for a while. And we know a source just this very moment told us um, that this was Ben's idea. He wanted to spend some time away. She was into the idea of getting out of LA. I'm sure she feels like she's under a lot of scrutiny. Um, and he suggested in Montana since he has a place there. They took a private plane. I mean, you know, this is how I vacation with my exes, Janine. I don't know about you. They're like, I've got a private jet. I've got my fancy place in Big Sky. I'm like, sure, I can take the week off work. Yeah. So this was um, his idea. We know from a source that she had a really good time with him. She's happy with him. Um, The source said she's enjoying spending time with him. So it sounds all very positive. I can't take this. I know. But don't you kind of love it, too? Like, Like, I do. But the last time I saw them together, she was like in full on like bedazzled bandana phase. This was like 17 years ago. Okay. And I, I, 
I loved them together. I, there was a lot of of talk about how they didn't work, about how they were ill matched, and and I feel like that was more of the reason that that they broke up. I kind of remember he broke her heart, or he was the one who called it up. It was, remind me of of Benifer Pat. Yeah, it was very on again, off again, which is slightly familiar when it comes to her. Um, you know, it's tough to have love in the spotlight, um, but we know that they had a really strong relationship. They were engaged in 2002. Um, they started in a couple of movies together. And then remember, they postponed their wedding in 2003. Mm-hmm. Also a familiar... <sighs> statement from her. Um, And then they were going to walk down the aisle again. And then they split up again in January 2004. So very up and down. But we know that they have a lot of love for each other. A source told us this. They've always admired each other. I mean, as recently as I think it was last month, Ben Affleck spoke to InStyle and was complimenting how great she looks and was like, you don't age. Where's the fountain of youth? So clearly, there's a lot of love between these two. And this was not too long before, of course, the end of the engagement to A-Rod. What do we know about how he is taking this and and uh, what's happening there was just a few weeks ago. I mean, not great. If my ex were going out with a superstar, I don't think I would feel too great either. Um, so yeah, we know, you know, a source spoke to some, some outlets and said that A-Rod is shocked that she moved on this quickly. And, you know, there's a lot of chatter that he thought that this would be on again after it was off again, that A-Rod thought there was still a chance for this to happen. So yeah, he's, uh, he's not thrilled. And it sounds like she's just not interested in rekindling with A-Rod. She's she's on to bigger and better things in her mind. She has a simple question, okay? If you had my love and I gave you all of my trust, would you comfort me? Janine, call me baby. And and who is going to answer that correctly? That's the question. I have to tell you, I watched the Jenny from the Block music video twice <laughs> this morning because I felt like I wanted to return to that era. They are sexy together. Come on. On the phone where it. he's like untying her string bikini. It is hot. Yeah. It is really hot. hot. I'm into it. He's also spoken a lot about how he's grown from his divorce. He learned a lot. He's a different person. Obviously, he's talked about his struggles with addiction. You know, it's very possible that he's a different man than he was in 2004. And this is the man she wants to be with. Okay, so let's let's move on to another relationship that is just really dominating the headlines right now. Uh, Of course, comedian John Mulaney is getting divorced. He's 38 years old. He's a former SNL writer. And this is uh, one that's really kind of contentious. Right. Take me into what his wife had to say about what's happening. Yeah, I think that's sort of the most interesting part of this story. Obviously, this is someone who has gone through his own battle with addiction. Um, You know, he's spoken openly about being addicted to drugs, drinking a lot since he was young as 13. Um, He just got out of rehab um, in February. He completed a 60-day program. We knew that he was struggling, but all along, his wife, Anna Marie Tendler, had stood by him. They've been married almost seven years. And what's so interesting, which you flick at, Janine, is that she said in a statement to people, I'm heartbroken that John has decided to end our marriage. Um, I wish him support and success as he continues his recovery. And that, to me, reads as they are not really speaking. That's not the kind of language and the message you use when you're talking to your partner. It really 
says they're estranged. On his part, um, his rep said, John will not have any further comment. He continues to focus on his recovery and getting back to work. So obviously sort of like a shut it down kind of statement from the rep. But it's it's really, really interesting that she decided to come out with that statement. And it's really sad. You know, seven years is not a short time, especially in Hollywood. And they've been through a lot together. It's really interesting. He's clearly going through a lot. He actually just... Um, he's doing a week-long tour at City Winery in New York City. And it sounds like it's a really incredible show. So this was the first time he was stepping on stage since rehab. And there were a number of people in the audience who tweeted about it, who wrote about it afterwards. And actually, an editor from Rolling Stone said that this was raw and vulnerable and personal, um, hilarious, harrowing, brave, historic. Like It sounds like this is a really incredible show and that John really goes there and talks about it. Yeah. Yeah. You're seeing that so much more. And I, mean, I, I blame it on the pandemic and just how intense everything has been. But like from Dave Chappelle to you're seeing comedians like, yeah, I, I'm funny, but also you're going to get like what I'm really going through, what I'm feeling right now, which is is so interesting. Absolutely. I will I will be watching for that. Um, but let's let's shift over to some happy news before I lose you. Yes. Uh, some happy, complicated drama filled news. <laughs> Portia Williams, uh, the 39 year old star from The Real Housewives of Atlanta, is engaged. That's the happy part. <laughs> to The drama part is to fellow co-star Phelan Gulbadia's uh, ex-husband, Simon. Almost newly ex-husband. So the divorce is still happening. So they announced that they're getting divorced. Um, and yeah, just to be clear, Portia has been with him for one month. 30 days, one month. And they decided they're crazy in love. She wrote, um, I know it's fast, but we're living life each day to its fullest. I choose happiness every morning and every night. She said she's tuning out all negative energy. I think she knew the negative energy that was coming her way mm. in the form of comments. Um, yeah. Yeah. It is pretty wild. And the craziest thing is that she actually brought um, Fallon on to Real Housewives of Atlanta. Like She first appeared on the show as a friend of Portia. So this is like... This is quite a yarn to untangle here. It's it's really, really wild. So she posted last night. She actually did not say that she was engaged. But then Simon later confirmed that he proposed with a whopper of a diamond. It's like an ice cube on her finger. Wow. Um, and said, oh yeah, goodness. we're engaged. And he said, I asked her to marry me because we checked all of each other's boxes and then some. So you know, like she said, she's choosing happiness. Um, and, you know, she said, I want to get the optics out of the way. Simon filed for divorce from his previous marriage in January. She said, I had nothing to do with the divorce filing. That's between the two of them. She said, Fallon and I are not friends and the divorce has been settled. So it's, uh, yeah, this is a complicated one. Okay. Like just to announce, like to have to <laughs> break down all of that in the announcement of your engagement. Exactly. I know is intense, right? I wanted to like only be positive, but she knew she was going to invite some scorn and maybe oh, some oh you know, hate from fans of, of Fallon's. <laughs> Zoe, thank you so much. Thank you. So the divorce of Bill and Melinda Gates has been all over the news. And while the details about how they're divvying up their billions of dollars might not be the most relatable, what is resonating with everyday people is the fact 
of when they're getting divorced. He's 65. She's 56. They've been married for 27 years. Kids are all grown now. And this quote unquote gray divorce or getting divorced later in life is becoming increasingly common. It's a phenomenon that my guest now has been talking about a lot recently. Dr. John Duffy is a psychologist and author of Parenting the New Teen in the Age of Anxiety. And he specializes in work with teens, parents, couples, and families. And he just wrote an interesting new op-ed for CNN titled The Gray Divorce Trend. As the gate split shows, more older couples are getting divorced. Here's why. So I can't wait to hear why. Hi, Dr. Duffy. How are you doing? I'm great, Janine. It's great to be here with you. Tell me about just the, the naming first, gray divorce. Do we know who coined this? Like, when did this come about as a trend? I first heard the term gray divorce clinically about 10 years ago uh, from clients of mine who said, hey, we've been together for 25 years. We've raised our kids. We've made our money. We've had our hardships and we're ready to kind of move on to the next chapters away from each other. Oh, wow. So this is this has been building. Um, and of course, Bill and Melinda are bringing this to the forefront uh, in your piece you wrote for CNN, um, you talked about how families used to stay together out of convenience for their children, but this isn't the case nowadays. Like what's shifted? So a lot of things have shifted. Um, The stigma around separation and divorce has shifted quite a bit in the last 20 or 30 years or so. And and the um, divorce among uh, couples in their 50s and 60s has doubled in that time frame. So you've got this diminished stigma and women have far more power in terms of education and finances than they used to. So there's some options there. And we've also got this longer life expectancy. So people can see that, oh, I've still got, you know, a generation yet in my life possibly here. I might want a different chapter here. Got it. Got it. And so how has uh, dun, 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 the pandemic <laughs> weighed in on all of this? We have seen some huge high profile divorces in this last year. How, does, how has that impacted everything that's already been building in terms of your research? Janine, you are so on to something here. Um, one thing I've noticed in the couples that I've worked with is they've never spent this kind of time together. And so even if they were able to kind of justify like, well, it doesn't work well, but we're okay because we have all these other hobbies and we're we're apart during the workday, we can make it work. The last year has kind of amplified any major problems because an awful lot of people are showing up right about now on the back end of a year where we've been in some degree of lockdown and are saying, "Mm, yeah, this isn't working. I want to end on those people who may be listening that want to figure it out, want to work it out. They may be at their wits end and, you know, things are getting really hard. What advice do you have for couples who are trying with all their might to stay together? So I would encourage those couples to, first of all, talk with each other and remind each other why they're together in the first place. We forget this all the time. So this is always how Mm. I start therapy with couples. Like, tell me the origin story of your relationship. And always that's this beautiful, warm story. And if you set the right tone, then you can really talk about like, well, what do we want? I, I encourage couples more than anything else to start dating, like as if you just met each other, start dating again, getting to know one one another again. So um, that's what I want people to do. I want people to kind of reinvigorate, recharge their marriages because uh, they've been on autopilot. Oh, Dr. Duffy, thank you so much. It's been great having you on. Janine, thanks so much for having me. 
Next up, Terry Crews and wife Rebecca almost didn't make it, and their journey back to one another is what we get into next. Stay tuned. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Today, I'm joined by a very famous couple who wrote a book about their marriage going to the brink and fighting their way back to one another. Actor Terry Crews and his wife of 30 years, musician Rebecca King Crews, are with me right now to discuss their Audible original Stronger Together and why they decided to, well, become an open book about it all. Hi, guys. Hi, Hi how, are you how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for speaking with me. So tell me, when it came to piecing this book together, and you guys did it, it's, it's beautiful. You can hear your voices and you can hear the emotion in your voices, um, being that it's an audio book. Whose idea was it? And was it an immediate like, yeah, we should do that? Or, uh, honey, I don't think so. Uh, first of all, I, I was in Vietnam uh, doing a conference and I do all these speaking engagements and there was a question and answer and a young lady got up and, and we, after telling all these things about my life, she just said, but how did your marriage survive? <laughs> you know, that was right. the big, big question. I said, you know what? My wife is right here. I'm going to let her tell you. And my wife got up on the stage and literally slam dunked and it was just <laughs> like yeah. the conference was was never the same people were just going oh my god this is what we need and i realized that one perspective was not enough on something mm. like this two perspectives gives you a 3d especially a husband and a wife gives you a 3d view and really opens this thing up really really wide and uh rebecca was like let's make a book and i, I could only do it when she was ready you know, I, I, I'm not one to talk about my struggles while I'm in them. I'm not going to Instagram you from the middle of my battle, but I will talk about it when I've come to the other side. And we felt like it was time to tell this and to maybe give hope to couples that are going through things that want to work it out, but maybe feel a little hopeless about that possibility. For sure. And so, uh, Terry, you talk about just where you were. You guys opened the book so powerfully, taking you into that D-Day, that moment where you guys you were, were at the brink. Like the, you, you had said, Rebecca, it's over. Don't come home. And uh, he just flat out told you about his indiscretions, about, you know, uh, his porn addiction, all of these things. And, and I'm wondering, Terry, that really came from a space of uh, of ego and fame and what you were going through at that time. Um, how did you learn to manage it? You're, you're no less famous now, like, you know, and, and, and you guys found your way back to one another. But um, how do you deal with that even now, knowing the consequences of it? You know, well, well I, the best piece of advice I ever got was a good friend of mine. It was a, he was the first guy I called. Rebecca was like, don't come home. He said, Terry, 
you need to get better for you. Now you have to understand that was a that was a watershed moment because you know in in the cult, in my culture as a man in sports mm. and all, you do things to get things you you do good things to get cookies you know it's like you work hard to get money you do these things to get sex you do whatever to, but to actually improve just for yourself that was a foreign thought it was like wait a minute like I actually just need to be a better person for myself. And, and he basically said, whether I can't promise you whether your wife was ever going to come back to you, you may have lost her forever, but you still need to get better for yourself. And I went, this is crazy. You're right. Because this is another thing. Success is the warmest place to hide. I had so many people that mm -hmm. were telling me I was great. That it was no yeah. problem that you're doing this. And you know what? Hollywood didn't care. It, it still doesn't care if you lose your family. <laughs> that happens every day. They're like, hey, man, but now you can put you in three movies. And I wanted to add that this addiction preceded the marriage. So fame just made it worse. And it's really true that that power, that success amplifies what's already going on inside you. And that is why I couldn't help him. And I'm thankful and I'm lucky that he made the choice to do that. And Rebecca, how how did you know? I know that's a big question that comes up with a, a lot of couples when they feel like the trust is broken. Mm. Um, what was the moment that you knew he had done the work, that he is in this? Um, because, you know, when you first uh, take someone back or, you know, allow them back in, uh, there's that, okay, but there's still that that, that waiting period of, of how are we going to, you know, get back to okay? So right. when, did, when did you get back to okay? Well, I say he's still earning it. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but the truth be told, um, progressively, I saw what I felt was real fruit, real change, real behavioral change in my spouse. It was in the way he stopped reacting angrily to everything. It was in the newfound patience that I saw with me, with his children, because once he healed his own trauma, he was not reflecting and deflecting his pain as anger to the rest of the world. You know, I want to add to that, you know, culturally, you have to understand um, where I grew up. I grew up in Flint, Michigan, an uh, African-American culture. It was, it, the, you know, going to therapy was admitting you're crazy. Right. That's just what it was. It was like, you're crazy. Mm -hmm. And it was something that you didn't do. Also, sports culture was one of anger helped you. It was you know, aggression, it was competition, it was mm. everything had to be perfection or nothing. Um, so you're talking about things that help people, you know, as a man, it got me really, really far business-wise, but it was disintegrating my family. Mm. And the first time I went to rehab, mm. the first time I went to get counseling, I had never really been to like regular counseling on my own. And I, I was like, this is crazy, this is not me. This, uh, and all of a sudden I was like, that is me. It was so different. It was, so, and I was like, oh my God, I had it wrong the whole time. And I went on an apology tour, okay? You know, it was one of those things where I sat every kid down. I sat every person down. Um, yeah. I, I was in tears for years. I mean, it literally yeah. took me, I could, I could, there were things I would do and I would break out in tears. And I was like, this is crazy, I don't understand but I knew something was changing inside of me. 
And I, we, the reason we wrote this book was the fact that we know, I, I know I can't be alone. I know I can't be the only guy that went through this or, yeah. or is feeling these ways. Or the only wife. Yeah. yeah. And we just said, we got to tell it just for the, just, and you know, it may not be for everybody. The few people who it is for, this is the perfect book. That was Terry Crews and wife Rebecca King Crews. For more on them and their revealing new Amazon Audible book, head over to people.com. And now, something to make you smile. There's a young boy from Nigeria who knows exactly what it means to dream and dream big. 10-year-old Tani Ariwumi is making his name known as one of the youngest national chess masters to date. He once lived in a homeless shelter after his family immigrated to New York and was inspired by the electronic version of the game on his dad's computer. Listen to what his newfound success means to him. It feels very wonderful, feels very good, because I've been trying to get it for some time now since the pandemic. Tani's story serves as a dose of inspiration just to tap into your own talent. Who knows what you could master? I will talk to you all tomorrow. Tomorrow. 